I am doing great. I am having a good time at home here. Uh, sorry I missed a Friday, but I was out with family, seeing my grandma. Uh, but I'm back. I'm ready to talk some NFL. Super excited for the show today. And again, thank you, Asher, for coming back on. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Tom, I don't, I, I don't know if you're gonna allowed to be allowed to come back on to our Friday shows. I might That's just you, I might just pick <laughs> you off after I had a great day gambling yesterday. So, um. uh, so I'm the ba- I'm the reason. Yeah. Okay. I, I oh no! Oh no! Um, also, <laughs> I, I gotta tell you, the Chargers jersey today just is mean as well. It's just mean to me. I don't want to think about last week. I don't want to think about those refs and their heads on pitchforks. I don't yeah. want to think about that. So it was either this or like a Tyler Eifert jersey from when he was on the Bengals or like a very, very tiny Emmett Smith Cowboys jersey. I'm working I'm with what I got. I've been meaning to get a Bengals jersey. That's okay. this one's fire. <laughs> I, I can't get a Bengals jersey. I'm a Browns fan. Uh, all right. Well, I mean, I'm a Vikings fan, um, but I still kind of want a Bengals jersey. <laughs> I don't want to talk about. It. Um, <laughs> um, since he after today, since he might be in a lot better position than the Browns are to make the playoffs, let's just say that. Um, the all right, well, that obviously great. we are looking forward to Week Six, but I feel like we have to, you know, at least talk for a minute or two about what happened last night in Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, I, I say, take it everyone here seen it, everything saw it. Uh, Browns fans, it was basically bottle-gate part two, except there weren't bottles and glass bottles. It was more like plastic water bottles, uh, a whole thing of mustard, uh, golf ball hit uh, Lane Kiffin. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was hilarious. And then uh, the way it ended, uh, well, how exciting the ending was, and then that last play was just an absolute dud of an ending when you thought it was going to be awesome. Um so the, my, my really only takeaway from that is the SEC and the NCAA have to be so happy that Tennessee didn't win that game because, I, I mean, I don't know what you do if Tennessee wins that game uh, because, like, yeah, I, I just don't know what you do. So if you guys have any thoughts on that, uh, if not, we can move on. But I just thought uh, it was Lane, Ki- Lane Kiffin's little homecoming at Tennessee, and, uh, of course, that happened. So, uh, Tom, I guess if you have anything. I mean, Ole Miss and Tennessee is kind of a weird, uh, a weird rival in college football. Not a lot of people know about it, but like those two schools don't like each other, yeah. And yeah. Uh, they keep battling it out. They have good games every year. Um, but yeah, no, that was just a weird game all around to watch. To be honest, yeah. It was... I mean, go ahead, Tom. I was just gonna say, I it was a fun game to watch in general. I was catching the end of it. Uh, at a Buffalo Wild Wings with one of my or two of my friends, I should say. Dubs, um, miss that place. It's all right. Have, they don't have them in England. Nah, bro, they don't have any Buffalo Wild Wings in England. Oh, that's crazy! I can't believe that. That would be like such a sweet thing for like soccer fans to like just chow yeah. down on because they would they would honestly probably eat more wings than like football watchers do because there's no timeouts and you just eat. It, English people, they love going to their pubs. Every That's pub right. has a game on. They love drinking more than they like eating wings. Well, Azure, there's your moneymaker. Open up a B-dubs, but more of a pub-style B-dubs. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, so instead funny. of, like, buffalo wings, just, just serve fish and chips like everywhere else in London. So yeah. just serve fish and chips, but call it, but call it BW3s. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, uh, 
Tom, you were up. Anything Tennessee? Oh, yeah. It was, it was fun to watch. It was a fun game to kind of catch the end of. I thought it was hilarious when the game was over. He threw on his little hoodie and, like, pulled it tight. It was like walking. I'm like, Lane, buddy, that's that's a windbreaker. It's not a protective barrier. <laughs> he's, he's definitely a weird guy, but honestly, at this point, I just think he's funny. Um but yeah, that, that was a, that was a, for how exciting last weekend was of college football, and then this weekend being not very exciting until about like midnight, and then it got exciting, and then it was only exciting for twenty like twenty minutes, and then it was over. But uh, Arizona State screwed me last night. I was four and zero except for in the Arizona State pick them, and they were up by twenty one and a half. Couldn't beat Utah. They got they had like. 56 total yards in the second half. It was unbelievable. I was not happy about that. But um, let's get into the more important stuff. Uh, the NFL today, week six, um, what we usually do, uh, let's get into some injury reports. Um, I, You guys said you had a couple of tweets you had brought up. Uh, just any specific players, go on it. And then I have the full injury roundup right now. But anyone you guys know for sure is out or things like that, tweets you've seen. Yeah. Uh, so you got Damian Williams and obviously David Montgomery out. So Khalil Herbert is a uh, is a weird but solid play this week, I would say. I agree. Um, that's 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 the biggest one I saw. Colts announced they activated T.Y. Hilton this week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I haven't had much other than that. So I think the biggest thing in, in fantasy football wise, maybe two of the biggest things, I'll just put them together. Russell Wilson going down with his hand injury, meaning Geno Smith is now thrusted into the starting role once again. And you don't have your starting running back either, Chris Carson. And Chris Carson. I forgot about Chris Carson getting hurt. Which I is are we gonna is anyone gonna mention Alex Collins later, maybe? Um, so, yes, we I, I Okay, was, all right, we'll okay. save it for that. Okay. We'll save it for that. <laughs> um, yep. and then the other big thing, and I think the biggest thing, and, and maybe even just football in general, Christian McCaffrey getting put onto the IR means you get three more weeks of Chubba Hubbard. Yeah, but how how well has Chubba Hubbard really been performing? I, I get that, but I'm just saying McCaffrey not coming back affects a lot of people's teams. Well, I'll tell you what, don't start Chubba this week. Vikings pass or uh, <laughs> rush defense is fantastic. Some of us don't have a choice, Ash. <laughs> uh, um, I feel that. I, oh, I have to explain. I have to explain the little uh, tizzy I'm in this weekend. Over, well, I can get to that later. Um, yeah, I think one of the, also the bigger ones is uh, well, Christian McCaffrey. I, I guess I have to jump in on this one. Like it, it, it's the same with Saquon Barkley. At some point, your best, your best ability is availability. Like. Like we haven't seen him play a full season in forever. And like, I, I know people were even skeptical going into their drafts this year about him. I, I can't imagine when he, next year is going to be, because you know, if he plays a full season, he's going to have probably one of the greatest seasons in NFL history, but he just can't make it through a full season. Um. So yeah, that, that sucks. A, another big one, obviously but this came out on Friday. I think uh, Nick Chubb is out um, for the Browns, mm-hmm. which isn't as big of a hit um, as you would think because for oddly enough reasons, Kareem Hunt has been getting the ball in the red zone a lot more for the Browns this year. Um, but Kareem I, Hunt is also shaken up this week. Yes, yes. Uh, I, I I will say right now, I think it's going to be a pass-happy Browns offense this week uh, because they don't want to kill Kareem Hunt, uh, make him run you know 30 times a game when he's used 15. But um, 
Yeah, uh, just quickly looking over the uh, rest of the injury report. Uh, Antonio Gibson and Terry McLaurin are slated to play. Um, for the Browns, uh, like I said, obviously um, Nick Chubb is out, and then both the tackles for the Browns are out as well, uh, Jedrick Wills and um, Jack Conklin. Uh, and then nothing else from the Browns. Uh, running back, uh, Edmonds is supposed to play for the Cardinals. Um, Mike Williams is supposed to play. Um, is uh, Allen Robinson supposed to play? Uh, Melvin Gordon's supposed to play. Kadarius Tony and Andrew Thomas for the Giants. Uh, they're both to be active, um, and they should be in the game, barring any setbacks in pregame. Um, everyone's supposed to play for the Cowboys. Um, this, Patriots say they're optimistic about Damian Harris playing. Um, uh, breaking development uh cardinals are going out going without their head coach this weekend he tested positive for covid right. cliff, cliff yeah. kingsbury is not coaching this weekend yeah I, that that uh, i saw that on friday as well um which, actually, kind of, which is good news for browns fans i agree <laughs> i agree um i'll get to the browns later on I, I i'm not i don't think it's gonna be a fun weekend well so i i actually think it's not just the head coach i think the quarterback coach is also out yeah, uh, Chandler Chandler Jones is also out. Um, Kyler Kyler Murray doesn't need a quarterback coach to be out there. I agree, Kyler Murray's insane. <laughs> um, but Chandler Jones is out, and then someone else, maybe a little bit less significant, was out. I don't know if I, if I see it, I'll, uh, I'll I'll bring it up. Everyone is playing for the uh, Lions, which is good. Um, I feel like the Lions might get their first win this week over Cincinnati. Um, oh, so. Because I like I haven't looked at their schedule, but if they can't beat Cincinnati, I mean Cincinnati, I guess is okay, but whatever. Um, uh, Byron Jones and Pre- that's defense doesn't matter, um, and that already started this morning doesn't matter. So um, if any anything pops across uh, your guys' Twitter feed, um, you know, just Absolutely. get right into it. Um, so I, I think a new thing now that we have Asher in and. Um, right now especially i think uh we should kind of just go through all the positions and kind of give our top five for the week or top three for the week overall um and then we'll obviously get into sit uh sit start and sleep but uh by doing this we kind of just open ourselves up for just even more just things to talk about things like that and then obviously if questions come in we'll answer the questions on the way um obviously you can look around uh, i know flurry has our own fantasy rankings espn has their own fantasy rankings um but this is just going to be me Tom and Asher's uh, top uh, three or three or five doesn't really matter uh, for every position in um, the uh, fantasy football, and then we might even get into some DFS. I looked into DFS a little bit this weekend. Um, so Asher, uh, the guest, uh, just give us your top three to five uh, quarterbacks for the day. Absolutely. Uh, so the biggest one, obviously, is a must-start. Josh Allen is going against a weak Tennessee defense for some odd reason this year. They just can't pull it together. So Josh Allen is my number one quarter or QB one this week. Uh, you got Patrick Mahomes um, coming in with KC two and three record. Not exactly what KC wants to see uh, coming off a great season last last year. I think Patrick Mahomes has a good opportunity to turn it around against the Washington defense. Um, I have a mix with Justin Herbert and Lamar Jackson today with the Baltimore Los Angeles Chargers matchup uh, today. It's going to be a great game. Um, I'm excited to see both these quarterbacks duel it out. 
Justin Herbert has not shied away from all these uh, these young guns coming into the league. Uh, did great I, last week against the Browns. Did great against uh, Patrick Mahomes and KC. And then my fifth quarterback on my list is Joe Burrow. He's going against Detroit this week. Last week was a weird week with Kirk Cousins. I know I had him high on my radar for some odd reason. They just played to their competition like they usually do, uh, which is kind of tough as a Vikings fan. That's, I mean, that's, I, the Browns. that's how the Browns used to play all the time. They still play like that, so I don't know why yeah. I have to tell you that. So I have Joe Burrow as my QB5 this week against Detroit. I'd love to see how Joe Burrow handles that Detroit defense. Uh, I like those. I like those. So um, real quick, kind of before, I, Tom, we get into yours. I think the main question after last week's, uh, you know, performances that we saw from Josh Allen and Justin Herbert is um, a lot of people, I would say that if you started a team right now with who's playing, I th- I don't think Patrick Mahomes would be the first pick. I think you would be choosing between Josh Allen and Justin Herbert. Do you guys agree? Absolutely. Yeah. No, Justin Herbert is, is, is lights out right now. I know he had a slow couple of games to start out with, but he has been lights out since. And I had, I do not see him slowing down anytime soon. Josh know. Allen is just a, a, a physical specimen. That man's yeah. just a beast. Uh, Tom, let's get your quarterbacks, homie. I, uh, I have a very similar list to Asher. Um, I think, I think the consensus number one, I, and Justin, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but I think it has to be Josh Allen this week. I mean, he's, he's just going up against such a shaky defense, to say the least, and he's been putting in work. Um, I'm actually going to go with the man who can fit a strawberry through a battleship uh, as my number two. That was, <laughs> oh, yeah. a, that was a quote from the <laughs> defensive coordinator of the Baltimore Ravens. Wow. Wow. I've never Herbert. heard that in my life. I will send you the picture. He literally said it this week. Someone asked him, uh, you know, how do you how do you game plan and, and how good do you think Josh Allen is? And he said, I think he can fit a strawberry through a battleship is the exact quote that he said. I love it. It's my favorite quote of all time. I might get a, might get a poster that has that or something. Um, but I'm going with Herbert as my QB2. Uh, Mahomes is my QB3. Uh, I, I think that the wide – I'll get to that later because I'm going to talk about it in my start sit sleep. Oh! oh! He just fumbled at the goal line. Oh, Sorry. that's so unfortunate. Oh no! Ah, uh, um, and then my QB five. I'm gonna, I'm gonna change it up a little bit. I'm not going with Burrow versus the Lions because we've seen how the Lions kind of hang in these games and then hold their own and will play up to the competition. I'm actually going to go with Matthew Stafford as my like QB5 that. versus the Giants. Uh, he's had a bit of an off week the past couple of weeks, past two weeks, I should say, uh, where he was averaging somewhere around 22 to 24 points a game. He's only gotten 20 and 17 the last two weeks, but he's, he can ball out, especially on this Giants defense that's kind of weak. Yeah. I like that. I wanted to put him as my QB5. I know Lions, and it, as much as it hurts to say, they are not a 0-5 team this year. They've had quite a few heartbreak losses. Um, it seems like they really got a good coaching staff there, and I hate to see them go 0-5. Mm-hmm. If that head coach wants to win, he yeah. wants that for his team. Yeah, and so. it, it it sucks because, I mean, if you just look at the Lions, they're just not a talented football team. It's like, There's like not a lot you can do about it right now. They're just yeah. not that talented. Yeah. Um, I am actually going to go with a different quarterback as my QB one this week. 
Um, I'm going with Lamar Jackson versus the Chargers. Um, mm-hmm. We saw how bad uh, the Browns run game tore up the Chargers last week. We also saw um, how great uh, – granted, the, uh, the Colts secondary was probably like a college-level secondary last week, but Lamar Jackson um, put up, I think, 34-39. He set a couple franchise records. I really like Lamar Jackson because this is also a little bit of a letdown spot, I feel like, for the Chargers and the fact that they just got a big win over the Browns in a, like a very high-scoring game. And now they're kind of feeling big for themselves. I, I do think they still win, but um, I think Baltimore keeps it close. And then uh, to Josh Allen, I agree. He's – yeah, Josh Allen is very good. Three, Justin Herbert. Um, and then my other guys would be just kind of be filling in. Uh, except I will say, I, I don't know if any of you guys mentioned Kyler. I think Kyler's going to have a really big game um, against the Browns. I, I, I've always admitted before I love Kyler, but – um, it's going to, I would assume the Browns are going to put a uh, spy on him, uh, probably Usu Koromoa. Um, but Kyler Murray's quick, fast and better. So, um, I think he'll have a good game today, but, uh, I, th- I think Lamar Jackson is about to go down a stretch of games where he looks incredibly dominant once again. Um, all right. Which is tough. It's a tough thing to, uh, it's a tough pill to swallow too. I was watching Lamar Jackson's college tapes, uh, earlier today and he is, if not the same, but he is—he he might look better in the NFL right now than he did in his college days. This yes. man is really putting defenses on their toes. You have no clue what that guy's going to do with the ball. It's just—it's—it's it's fun to watch. He's actually developed his passing game, which is yeah, like fun to watch. really interesting. So yeah, I mean, I guess it helped. Uh, I guess it helped when in a training camp, no one could film him. So I guess it helped. So. <laughs> He shut up all those haters that say he he belongs at the running back position. <laughs> Literally, we'll still be making Lamar running back jokes here. Don't get it wrong. I he's I mean he I love I don't I don't love Lamar Jackson. He plays for the Ravens. I, I think he's having a great game today. It, he's always going to slick is like fall back into a point where a good defense can figure out how to stop him once or twice a year, and that's when they one of those is usually in the playoffs. So um, that usually stinks for him. Um, all right, running backs, Tom. I I gotta see. Um, All right, Asher. All right. Uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and start it off. Yeah. Um, my running back won this week, and it's kind of a weird one, uh, considering how the Ravens have done against the against the run defense or against the run. But I'm going Austin Eckler as my running back one this week. His development in the passing game, the way Justin Herbert has used him as his check down back, I think Austin Eckler has a hell of a game today. He is a he has a tough matchup, but I know he's ready for it. And the man is just too shifty, especially in the past game. If you have him in PPR, I think he is definitely a must uh, must start this week. He's going to have a lot of receptions as a check down back. Uh, my running back, too, is Derrick Henry, of course. Derrick Henry's just <laughs> he, – he's unstoppable. The man is, and, uh, the man is, is, is Goliath going against it's the re- Buffalo. It's very funny because in the first two weeks when he wasn't doing like well, you had those skeptical people out there is like, well, maybe this is the year he sucks. And anyone who's smart sat back and was like, yeah, no, he's gonna figure this thing out. I'm pretty sure. So, yeah, I like I like Derek Henry. Uh, my running back three this week, uh, Dalvin Cook is back. I love Dalvin Cook. I know he has a tough matchup as well against Carolina. Carolina's defense is scary this week, but it's Dalvin Cook. He is a uh, He's a force to be reckoned with. He knows how to find the holes. He knows how to get through a defense. And I feel like the Minnesota Vikings are going to have to 
go back to the way that things were. Um, I see a lot of a lot of running in this game for the Vikings. And uh, they, the coaches even came out and said that they're going to go back to their identity of the run game. So, yeah, and if anything for the Vikings, that helps out Kirk Cousins even more. Absolutely. I mean, as much as he loves passing, he's going to get a lot of pressure today in the pocket. So, mm-hmm. um, my running back for this week is going to be Kareem Hunt. I know he's a little shaken up. I know he has a, a wrist injury that he's dealing with, but at the same time, he's running back one this week for the for the um, Cleveland Browns. No Nick Chubb this week. Kareem Hunt's going to get most of the workload uh, along with the rookie Felton as well as to Ernest Johnson. Um, but I think Kareem Hunt has a great week this week. And finally, my running back five is going to be Aaron Jones against a porous Chicago defense. I feel like he 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 has the right abilities to turn that defense into Swiss cheese. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, Tom. I am going to go with a completely different direction, and I'm probably going to need to be hard out. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I am going to go with Najee Harris as my one this week, right? Like I said, he's a guy who is involved in the passing game. He is the entire running game. And with Juju out, some of those shorter range targets are going to have to go somewhere. And yes, they could go to Deontay Johnson or Chase Claypool. But last year when, when there were receivers hurt, they were looking to primarily throw it to the running back on the screen or to let him go loose. So I think we could see an uptick in Najee's PPR. And the Seattle defense has not been good at all in any facet, but especially versus the run this week, this year. So I'm going to um, go. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I'm going with Najee as my, my sleeper one. My – so – my issue with Najee Harris is that he came into the league at the wrong time. If he were to come in around the Adrian Peterson era, we'd see both him and Adrian Peterson battling back and forth between mm-hmm. uh, most rushing guards in the league. The man is a power back. It's what he does. Yes, he's utilizing the pass game, but not as much as these shifty running backs like Kareem Hunt or like Austin Eckler or the check down to Dalvin Cook. Like you don't, you don't see a lot of shiftiness from him. You see a lot of power from him. Mm-hmm. And I just I think he was born in the wrong era. I but like he's been able to stiff arm people. He's been able to run through people, and it's yeah. getting him the yardage. You know, I mean, he's running back four right now on the year, I believe, for fantasy purposes. Uh, I don't even know if you want to count Cordell Patterson as a running back or a running back. <laughs> no, he 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 said he wants to be an athlete. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't know where you count Cordell Patterson, but if you want to take him out of the running back discussion, that makes Najee the RB three. Um, so I, I understand your point. I agree. I think that he would have been absolutely amazing in an Adrian Peterson type era, but it's not like he's not doing amazing right now. No. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not trying to take anything away from him. The only yeah. thing is that it's just, uh, he was, he was definitely born in the wrong era. He has the skill set. It's just at the wrong time. You know what I mean? hundred percent. He's, he's, he's a great running back and he could even, he could be even better back, uh, back then. I actually, one thing you didn't mention uh, they're playing the Seahawks, right? Yes, sir. The Seahawks are second to last in the NFL in rush defense. That's so, yeah. I knew they weren't good in general, but I knew they were terrible. I didn't have the specific stat pulled up, but yeah, thank you for for clarifying. Like, I, I'm just gonna say this, come out and say it right now. Nigerios was my start as well because they're playing Seattle, and Seattle has not stopped the run at all this year. So, 
right. Well, there you go. <laughs> I so, but for the week, I agree. Najee, I think, is my favorite. Then uh, I got into Austin Eckler uh, for everything that Asher pointed out. The the PPR. I know that um, the in the run game, Baltimore's been pretty good, but. Austin Eckler isn't like a pure running back. He's kind of like that that Cordero Patterson, where he's an athlete. He's going to get the touches. Might not be on the on the ground, so I think that might skew his value a little bit. Um, then I I like Kareem Hunt too. I like him a little more than Derrick Henry. I think this week who I have at four simply because Buffalo has had such a dominating defense so far this year. I mean, you look at all of the games that they played fantasy-wise. I think they're the number one defense fantasy-wise uh, in the league. And they've just – they haven't really played anyone who has had a fantastic uh, rusher like Derrick Henry. But I, I don't think that they're going to give up so much room that a lot of people tend to give up to Derrick Henry. Um, so I like Hunt a little bit more again for everything Asher said, and then I'm actually going to, as my RB five, put Ezekiel Elliott versus the Patriots today. Um, Patriots are going to have their handful trying to cover the the passing game and the receivers. Um, and Zeke, while he's been getting uh, some touches siphoned, I will say uh, by Tony Pollard, and Tony Pollard starting to become a viable flex option. Um, Zeke has still been putting in work, and he's gotten a lot better since game one and, you know, it looked like game one was really, he got game scripted out, but you know, you look at that, he went from five points to 17 to 26 to 20 back up to 25 last week versus the giants. We're starting to see the Zeke of old, I think a little bit, even if he's not getting all of the touches. I like, I like how you pointed out that Tony Pollard is a viable flex option. Cause I absolutely agree. He's definitely a viable flex option, especially because Going into this game, the only reason I don't have Zeke in my top five is because he is shaken up as well. Yeah, and when he's shaken up, you've seen a lot from Tony, Tony Pollard. That man's shifty. He could be a starting running back on any other team, just like mm-hmm. Alexander Madison. We've so talked about these, this. <laughs> you, have, you, have these, you have these RB2s that are unreal that could be starters anywhere else. It's mm-hmm. just they have that, 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 one, that one barrier to get past. And Tony Pollard might actually have a week this week considering um, – Zeke is having some health issues. I agree. Justin, let's get to your RBs. All right. Like I said, mine was uh, number one was Najee Harris. Um, just because, like I said, Seattle's defense is terrible. And um, Seattle's defense is actually okay against the pass. It's not great, but it's okay. And we've all seen that, like, Ben Ben last week was all right. Um, but he's going to be a week-to-week quarterback where – he could fall off this week at some point. You never know. So I like Najee Harris as well. Um, and I do agree that he what he's in the wrong time, but it's it's not also that he's just at the wrong time. It's like you look at Tennessee and what Tennessee did with Derrick Henry. They drafted him and they built that whole entire offense around him. Um, it, Pittsburgh is just never going to be the type of team that's going to build it around. Najee Harris, like not right now, at least not right no, now. They have they have five wide receiver ones on their team. Yeah, so I, yeah, I, I like that. Um, and then Najee, I'm actually going with Kareem Hunt number two. Uh, if you if you look at all the factors, like I said earlier, he's been getting the ball a lot in the red zone. Um, everyone got excited because Jarvis Landry was bought off the IR this week, not going to be activated. Baker and Odell don't have really a connection at all. Uh, the only person that's going to be getting passes is probably Njoku and maybe some other guys, but. Uh, because of also Baker's injury, I mean, 
Kevin Stefanski is going to want to run the ball more every single week that Baker is somewhat injured. So um, it's not like the Browns are going to shy away from the rush. I expect Hunt to get, I don't know, anywhere from 25 to 28 carries uh, if at a high end. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's going to get the ball a lot. So Kevin Stefanski is in a perfect situation with the Browns because he came he came in as a offensive coordinator from the Vikings, and you've you you you've seen what the Vikings do with the run game the past three years. Kevin Stefanski got the head coaching job in the Browns, and his mouth started salivating with fucking yeah. Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Are you kidding me? The yeah. man's like, let's run these guys. Yeah, it, it, I mean, and you, like I said, you know from what the days in Minnesota, like Kevin Stefanski, just because Nick Chubb's out, he's not going to be scared to run the ball 30 times this game. Oh, he's absolutely. not. And no. it's smart, and it's the smartest thing to do, even though both the tackles are out. Their three yeah. best linemen are the interior linemen, and they're all three playing. So Kevin um, Stefanski I, knows how to how how to how to uh, play call those run the, the run games. So yeah, yeah. Um. Uh. So who's that? Uh, my number three now. Yeah. Um. I like Dalvin Cook this weekend, like you said. I think uh, Kirk Cousins is going to look down to him a lot, and I also think they're going to run the ball a lot. Um, when you have guys like uh, – I mean, we've seen it with the Saints the past couple of weeks. For the first couple of weeks, they didn't really give the ball to Alvin Kamara a lot. Last week, they gave him the ball, I think, what, he carried the ball 23 or 25 times? So um, people are realizing – teams are realizing that the run is working and that the pass is – yeah, I mean, that was too far, but whatever. You get what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, I, you got something to say no, 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 you're good. You're good. Oh, good. Uh, I have Ezekiel Elliott also at four. Um, he's looked every single. He's looked better and better every single week. He seems to not have the fumble issues that he once had. Um, he's still not as good as he was. I think a couple of, like a couple of years ago. Um, but he's definitely a. He's definitely going to get on the board this week. Um, and then number five, I have Austin Eckler as well. Um, Austin Eckler would be higher for me, but I just kind of go off the last last performance I saw, which was good from him. But they didn't have to run the ball all that much um, on uh, last week versus the Browns. And we finally see it where a coach is literally just using analytics to every single call he makes in Brandon Staley. And that's what he's doing. And he's realizing that the pass works on fourth down. Um, so it's not like he's running these uh, little dinky running down uh, for on fourth down. Um, but Brandon Staley, I mean, I can, we can talk about that on Monday, Tom. But he is a very, very good coach. And he is the new wave of the Billy Bean Moneyball kind of thing analytics. Oh, 100%. I like 100%. I like I like that comparison. <laughs> uh, I appreciate that. Uh, all right, um, let's head into some wide receivers. Um, I'm going to comb for some questions. Some um, yeah, just go. Uh, Tom, I'll start with you. Then Asher. All right, let me sure. just some real quick. Then go for it. Um, so for my wide receivers this week. I, I I try not to stay as close to the top as possible, but I mean Tyreek Hill should eat today because that that Washington team again I'm going to be talking about this a little bit more later, but the Washington D does not have the formula to beating the Chiefs. They're not going to get the pass rush on Mahomes to make him uncomfortable. He's going to have time to fire these deep balls to Tyreek Hill. Um, should lead to another Tyreek Hill day that I absolutely despise. Um, so I have him as my number one this week. Uh, Devontae Adams, I believe, should end up being number two. Uh, after seeing the vintage game from him last week, um, I feel a lot more confident on his season. Um, not that he's been performing poorly, uh, but it just it looks like there that connection is back and that – 
Chicago team is just not it per se. Um, going with my Stafford pick, I have Cooper Cup at three. Um, they are welcome back, Asher. I had uh, Tyreek and Devontae as my one and two. Um, Cooper Cup, my three. I think if anyone's going to have a big game with Stafford, it will be Cup uh, due to the chemistry and the fact that the giant defense is not the greatest, particularly in the secondary. Um, Mike Williams has been performing out of his mind this year, and I think that can continue today versus the Ravens, so I have him as my fourth. And then I'm actually going with uh, with Jamar Chase. I know I didn't talk about Burrow putting up uh, as much as many numbers in my quarterback spot as you guys did, but I think him and Chase obviously have that, that deeper connection from LSU, and we're really, really starting to see it now after five weeks of it just being the same thing over and over, super consistent. Uh, so I really like Jamar Chase this week versus, versus the Lions, who are going obvi- to uh, – I want to say, obviously, they're going to give them a lot of opportunities with the ball on offense, and I think Chase will benefit from that. I like it. All right, uh, Ashley, to yours? Yeah, absolutely. So my my wide receivers this week are going to be a, a little touchy. I know a lot of people are going to have some problems with it, but <laughs> it's what I see coming. So my wide receiver one this week, I, uh, I agree with the Matt Stafford pick and Cooper Cup. I like Cooper Cup this week. He's going against the Giants. The Giants have so many problems with the defensive backs uh, in their system. And Cooper Cup, he seems like the the slot guy that Matthew Stafford has been praying for. So Mm -hmm. I I feel like Cooper Cup's going to have a great game this week. Uh, My wide receiver, too, is going to be Devontae Adams against Chicago. You can't not have Adams on your list, especially in the top five. Adams is going (laughs) to have a game this week. Going against Chicago, Chicago's had the problems as well. Um, I like Devontae Adams this week. My wide receiver three is going to be Tyreek Hill. Like I was saying with Patrick Mahomes, uh, Tyreek Hill has had some problems catching the ball, uh, slipping through his fingers in the Super Bowl last year, this year as well. Mm-hmm. The ball's just slipping through his fingers, hitting his helmet. And uh, I felt like he, he had to do a lot of a lot of practice week this week, a lot of training this week to you know get his hands down. And I feel like Tyreek Hill has a chance to bounce back this week. So I like him in that matchup. Uh, my wide receiver four is going to be Mike Williams against Baltimore Ravens. Mike Williams has proven that he is the star that he was drafted to be. Mm-hmm. Mike Williams is a force to be reckoned with, especially because of his speed. You've got Justin Herbert who can throw miles down the field. Uh, Justin Herbert loves the Mike Williams connection just because he is fast. He is shifty. He can get down the field, open some space. And Justin Herbert, he loves that option. Oh, and and uh, he just is always wide open in 15 <laughs> yards of space. The, the, the fact that that happened, I'm not going to talk about this for long, but the fact that that happened not once, like once you're like whatever, like busted coverages happen in college, they happen less in the NFL, whatever. That it happened twice that he was so open he like stopped and still scored. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. He, he's he's so fast that he can create that that open space, just like Jalen Waddle, um, just like Tyreek Hill. Like they can create the open space, and Mike Williams does that perfectly, especially mm-hmm. as a guy that what he's like six four or something like that. The man's yeah, huge. he is six four. The man's huge. And six he's, four two twenty. Yeah. Uh, so that brings me up to my wide receiver five, and much as much as it hates, I, I hate to say this, but I have DJ Moore. With Carolina as my wide receiver five going against Minnesota, Minnesota 
has had their problems with their defensive backs. They have no clue who to put at uh, CB1. Between Patrick Peterson, you got uh, Cam Dantzler, uh that's coming back this week. You have Harrison Hand. You have a lot of defensive backs that are good that can get there, but they just don't know how to play that defensive scheme yet. Uh, all these guys are out there just – just running blind with these wide receivers. And I feel like DJ Moore has the opportunity to capitalize. Hey, so I have DJ Moore as my wide receiver five or my, uh, my, sorry, my, uh, yeah. Wide receiver five. Asher, I feel your pain so much. Uh, I mean, if you look at the Browns, it's the same thing. Like Newsom is pretty good. He's a rookie, but he's pretty good. Denzel Ward is one of the better in the NFL. Troy Hill is one of the better slots in the NFL. They just can't figure it out as a team. It's incredibly frustrating, but yeah. whatever. Um, I'll get into my wide receivers. Um, so, I, I, number one, I have Stephon Diggs going up a Tennessee defense that is still not very good whatsoever. Um, and obviously, we talked about uh, Josh Allen being uh, probably one of the best quarter, one of the two best quarterbacks in the league right now. Uh, so, I think Diggs is only going to benefit from that. Um, my wide receiver number two is Tyreek Hill as well. Um, I mean, I think the biggest question or the biggest disappointment so far this year has been that Washington defensive line that was supposed to be so dominant. Um, but if they can't get pressure on these other teams, there's no way they're getting pressure on Patrick Mahomes. Um, and I just think the P- the chiefs are probably kind of pissed off that they are two and three and they, and they should be two and three, but they know that they're a lot better on all oh, yeah. their defense is They have some serious issues, but that's for another time. Uh, my number three, uh, like you said, he's, if this guy's not in your top five, I mean, you're just you're just uh, ignoring oblivious facts in front of your face. Uh, Vontae Adams, easy hey. enough. Uh, um, Cooper Cup for um, we saw it a little bit last week. Um, I do think Cooper Cup the the crazy amount of yards he got to start the season. I think he's going to start tailing off just a little bit. We saw it last week with Robert Woods having a huge game. Um, Yes, Stafford likes Cup, but like I said, it's going to be tailored off to, to uh, get around to all the players. And then um, number five for me, uh, uh, Terry McLaurin. Um, I'll talk about Taylor Heineke later, but the like I said, the Kansas City defense, the Kansas City offense is good. The Kansas City defense is actually very bad. They have a lot of issues. And right now, I'd say Terry McLaurin might have the best hands in the NFL, um, and I think he will have a big game just because. Uh, he's also one of only Heineke's guys to throw to. So amazing tracking abilities by McLaurin. The man's the man's tracking abilities is disgusting. And it's crazy because at Ohio State, I mean, even in his senior year, I think he played. He, I mean, he was like the fourth receiver on the depth chart. So yeah, yeah. he's he's incredible though. He's incredible. Quick question before we move to the tight ends. Yep. Do any of you find it funny? Yeah, I have, I have no idea where he was throwing that ball. <laughs> <laughs> he he I have no idea. Back, bro. There were like three defenders, and there he was no receiver. Who got picked he off? To a defensive back. Oh. This is coming after uh, Lawrence fumbled on a sack. Oh, my God. And the like, literally the first or second play after getting the ball, Tua throws it into like a wave of like three defenders. He's like walking off the field as fast as he can with his helmet up. And he's like, mm. Dude, I couldn't even find a wide receiver yeah, on the I, screen when he threw that ball. Yeah, I didn't. I it was all defenders. I have no idea. Tua sucks. They should trade for Deshaun Watson. <laughs> he threw it straight to the defensive back. That's yeah, crazy. literally. 
There, he either overthrew or underthrew a receiver by about 10 yards yeah, one way or at another. Least, at least. Like, yeah. it's either 10 yards over or 10 yards under. I have no idea. Anyway, uh, question before we move to the tight ends. Does anyone find it interesting no one mentioned DeAndre Hopkins, even though everyone's high on Kyler this week? Yeah, so the wide receiver core in Arizona is super touchy. Uh, between Rondell yes. Moore, Christian Kirk, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, and the AJ. touchdown hawk, A.J. Green. Yeah. It's, it's I, weird. Kyler Murray has so many weapons, especially uh, – I mean, not this week, but next week he's going to have Zach Ertz to add to that. Mm-hmm. Dude, I mean, it's he's hard, to, say, it's hard to put those guys in your top five, especially because you have no clue who Kyler's going to go to, who, who's, who's going to be – who he's going to feel more comfortable with going into the game. So, I, mm-hmm. I, I mean – after what happened to the Chargers last week, I was literally looking at all for a starter, all of the Cardinals receivers, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to go with DeAndre Hopkins. No, but, like, last week, Rondo Moore had a great week. But then in week one, Christian Kirk had, like, 200 yards. So in week two, A.J. Green had, like, fucking 10 touchdowns. Like. Yeah. So I just, I, I just, you know what, I, I, I'm finally uh, learning uh, from all my years of gambling just to – just not going to touch those guys. Just not yeah. touch them. That's why so I'm, I've run it up because as the trade deadline inches closer and closer, because you only have until week eight in most fantasy leagues to no. trade. No? Cardinals, Cardinals, Cardinals Super Bowl window is open right now. And they're not not what I'm saying. Out. Not what I'm saying. I'm saying for fantasy purposes. Oh, most, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantasy purposes. Most, yeah. Most, most trade deadlines are either week eight or, or week ten, somewhere in that window there. Yeah, no, you, fantasy – Fantasy Consider trading D Hop, man, because he is not performing like the second or first round guy that you thought he was performing like when you drafted him. God, That's the I only disagree. point I was going to make. See, I, I disagree with that. It's not that he's not performing, he's not getting the ball as much as he usually does. Hence the point that he's not performing. No, he is performing. Shut up. You're stupid. <laughs> where do you know do you know where he's currently ranked amongst all wide receivers? I think he's like wide receiver. So so like so you think from last year that DeAndre Hopkins, his talent is completely fallen off. Not what I'm saying. That you're looking at this no, from no, an no, actual you, you are saying no 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 you are saying performance. He you said finished performance. as the wide receiver four last year. He is currently wide receiver eighteen. Is, but so he has a steep drop off in his performance. Fantasy production, yes. Numbers say okay. he's falling right. off. Let's, let's all, say, say fantasy production because it's not his fault that in real life. Where, this is a fantasy show. Life. We're talking fantasy football. Yeah. You're looking at this from an actual football perspective. Yeah, yeah. I, I like I, the Cardinals I, way too much. So I shut up. Tra- I, I did that with the trade deadline too. I was looking <laughs> at it as like a football perspective, not a fantasy perspective. So. <laughs> oh my god, guys! It's it's Sunday morning fantasy. <laughs> My bad, my bad. <laughs> no, my but age. I do, I do agree that Justin's D-Hop, done. He's he's clocked out for the show. Fa- fa- fantasy production and D Hop is not going to be the same as it has been in the past. They have so many different options. Kyler Murray is going to feel comfortable with a different wide receiver every game. So it's going to be trying to get D Hop in there. You can also see it happening with the Bills and Stephon Diggs. Like he mm-hmm. isn't having so, nearly the same production he had yeah. last year. That's that's, that's my exact. That, that's mm-hmm. the point I was going to go into next. You had Stefan Diggs as like what your wide receiver two or wide receiver one. Yeah. Stefan Diggs has not been getting the same attention as he has. His wide receiver is twenty six. That's the reason he left the Vikings is because he wasn't getting the the attention. And right now mm-hmm. he's really not. Between Cole Beasley, uh, you got Dawson Knox who is killing it right now. By the way, mm-hmm. 
Manuel um, Sanders. Yeah, Manuel Sanders has turned into a uh, TD hog. Like not, you have, not even you just have a TD hog. He do. he gets a solid portion of that pass uh, passing offense. Yeah. I want to say he gets like a, a solid like I would or say like thirty three percent of the target share or something. If you yeah. look and you broke it down, like he's getting targeted. What what seems every other play? Yeah, yeah. No, Emmanuel Sanders. You see number one on that field. He's throwing it to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I swear to God. Yeah. I'm still not used to the single-digit numbers. I'll admit it. I'm still not used to it. No, I feel like I'm used to it for a guy like Rondell Moore, who's coming straight from college wearing number four. But like Emmanuel Sanders, seeing him wear eleven or wear whatever number he wore, and now he's wearing one. Like, yeah, it's kind of weird. My All my right. biggest thing is Trevon Diggs. Yeah, which from his number coming into his rookie season decides to switch his number to a single digit. Seeing a defensive back with a single digit number is extremely, extremely wild. Dude, look at look at the entire Arizona secondary. Yeah, They're all <laughs> single digit numbers. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. It's like they have all their quarterbacks on the field. I know. <laughs> it's weird. Uh, all right, let's reel it back in. Let's reel it back in. Um, yeah. Let's get to tight ends, right? Correct. Is that where we are? That is yeah. where we're at. After you've started most of them, why don't we start with you, man? Absolutely. So my my tight end one obviously has to go to Travis Kelsey. Um, <laughs> I really like the KC the KC offense this week against uh, Washington. I feel like they're two and three. The record does not reflect how they want to play this year, and I guarantee this is the opportunity to turn the team around. So Travis Kelsey is my tight end one. My tight end my tight end two is going to be Darren Waller. The man has proven that he deserves to be a tight end one. It's just he needs to he needs to get up there. Um, he hasn't had as much time in the league as Kelsey has. Waller's been destroying defenses left and right, and I think he has a good matchup this week against Denver. I'm not quite sure. Is Darby back in this week for Denver? Uh, I can look that up. I got it. Um, you can look. Well, keep if, going. If, if he is, um, then it might be a little tough. But if he isn't, he's going to find those holes in that defense. I guarantee it. Uh, my tight end three this week is going to be Dalton Schultz for Dallas. Um, I feel like Dask, Dak Prescott has loved his connection with Dalton Schultz. He has proved that he can be a, a viable option in the red zone. And against a New England Patriots defense who just got rid of Stephon Gilmore not a couple weeks ago. Dalton Schultz has an opportunity to do something to this uh, New England defense. My tight end four is going to be Mark Andrews against Los Angeles Chargers. I feel like this is going to be a pass-heavy game, especially with Justin Herbert, what he did last week. Lamar Jackson is trying to prove that he is a quarterback, and he loves throwing in the air. Uh, Mark Andrews is going to be a viable target, especially last week. Last week, last week what he did to uh, – who did Baltimore play last week? Uh, the Colts on Monday night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mark Andrews had like a two TD game. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, Mark Andrews yeah. killed it. Um, and nice. finally, my tight end five is going to be Dawson Knox. I love that guy. Dawson Knox came out and is putting up numbers that Kelsey usually puts up. The past three weeks, he has like 20 points in fantasy mm-hmm. alone in PPR. Against Tennessee's defense, Dawson Knox is going to look to have another great game. Mm-hmm. Uh, very. I'm glad we have different lists because we can talk about it. Um, Justin, if you're good, I'm going to just hop in real quick because I have a lot of the same names that he had, just in a different order. 
Go ahead. I, obviously, I have to have Kelsey at one because he's clearly the best fantasy tight end, and it's not even close. Um, I actually have Dawson Knox as my two uh, for everything you stated. I think Tennessee's defense is super weak, as is, but they don't have the secondary depth and the corner depth to really cover anyone more than the, the one and two receivers. So I, I think it could be a really big day for whoever's running slot, maybe Cole Beasley uh, for, the, for the Bills. I think Dawson Knox is really going to have an, another fantastic day. Um, you mentioned Mark Andrews coming off his 41-point performance on Monday night. He put up as many points as Justin Herbert last week for perspective. Um, with his 147 receiving yards, two touchdown, two two-point conversion, and 11 tar, uh, receptions. Um, I think if the Ravens are going to hang with the Chargers, he's going to have to perform somewhat similar to that. Um, I actually have Hawkinson as my four because he has been kind of quiet since his, his first two weeks where he put up over 20 points. He only put up three versus Baltimore, eight versus Chicago, and four last week versus the Vikings. He's shaken uh, up. He's injured. He, he's shaken up. He's injured, but he has the connection with uh, Goff because he knows how to force it to his tight ends and how to get it to his tight ends. If they're going to win this game, Hawks got to get back on and, and play in the way that he has, and I think they're going to start to realize that and try and force it to him a little bit more. Um and then I have Dalton Schultz as my five. I thought I was being sneaky trying to sneak him in there versus uh, the, the Patriots defense. Patriots have given up the fewest points to the tight end position this year so far. On see the red zone. Dalton Schultz has been a hawk in the red zone. Right. And and my that's exactly my point. They haven't faced an offense like the Cowboys where they literally have playmakers at all of the skill positions. Yeah. So I, I love Schultz here. I think that he's going to kind of get lost in the defense. I do not have Darren Waller in my top five. Which is two, wild, I might say. For two reasons. I love Darren Waller. I love everything about him in his game, and I agree. He's a top five tight end for fantasy in general. This week, with all of the stuff that went on with Gruden and the head coaching changes and the fact that they're playing Denver, um, I'm going to tip my hat a little bit. I have Derek Carr as my sit quarterback, I think that that offensive line is not good whatsoever. Uh, the Denver pass rush in general has been fantastic. Even when they lost last week to the Steelers, they were able to get pressure on Ben. Uh, I just, I think that it's going to be very hard for Derek Carr to get the ball downfield or just get the ball out in general. Um, I see, I see it a different way. They have an interim coach coming in and, who better to try to give your best playmaker the ball? An hey. interim coach. He needs to like prove a point that he deserves to be a coach. Darren mm-hmm. Waller is the best player on their team. Mm-hmm. So he's going to try to get Darren Waller the ball as much as possible. Yeah, I understand 100%. I just I think it's going to be difficult to try and get him the ball. Fair enough. All right. I like uh, it. I mean, they're probably going to double him quite a few times. I'm not going to lie. Probably the whole game. <laughs> Let's be real. Let's be real. <laughs> All right, uh, so my tight end one is uh, Travis Kelsey as well. Uh, it's a lot closer than I think many people think because my number two is Mark Andrews. Uh, I mean, I saw the Chargers defense up front and close last week, and I saw also up close in front, not up close in front. I watched it on TV, um, what Lamar Jackson did. Uh, I think Mark Andrews is going to have another big game. And you have to look into the fact where they're developing Lamar's passing game like over his running or anything. If they're just working on his passing game right now. 
Mark Andrews is by in a way the best receiver on that team. I'm 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 talking literal receiver as well. Marquise Brown is just a track star that probably catches the ball eight, seven out of ten times. Um I have Dawson Knox at three. Uh I pretty much all the same names as you guys. Dawson Knox at three, Darren Waller at four. Uh Tom, I am with you as well. Uh I, like I said earlier, I think the Lions are going to get their first win today. Um so I think in the only way they do that is if Hawk has a big game. Hawk has a big game because they really don't have anyone else to throw to. All right, hey. uh, I'll be right back. <laughs> Read sure the thing. comments, Tom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You good? You good? All right. Well, <laughs> with that, um, do we just want to hit like defenses quick while he's? Yeah. Uh, why he's not? I, uh, I wasn't gonna, but I mean, I wasn't gonna either, but you know. <laughs> I have a, we're doing them today for start sit sleep because I'm just gonna throw them out there because they're very quick and they take up an extra minute or two here or there. But all right, go ahead and hit your defenses. Well, I'm just saying uh, defense for this week. I gotta go and look. Uh, I know my favorite defense this week is the Rams versus the Giants. Uh, Daniel Jones coming off a concussion, a lot of injuries, missing Saquon. Uh, everything just looks like they're going to be in favor of, of the defense there. Uh, I'm pulling up. I was not quite prepared. Um, I also really love Indianapolis this week versus Houston. Uh, I know Houston is able to stay in games and, and keep them competitive. Uh, but the Indy defense, I think, is just very, very good. Um, yeah, by the way. Jalen Waddle, baby. Let's oh, go. my dad started him in Dynasty. We love it. Um I, did you see the fourth and two that he just went for? Yeah, Urban I did. Meyer. Yeah, you know, he deserves to be fired. They, the oh, Jaguars absolutely. deserve to lose this game, one hundred percent. No, Urban Meyer is not ready for the NFL level. No, he should have taken two years. Apparently, yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I'm. He had a he had a legacy in college, and he should have just stayed with it. Yeah, uh, I'm surprised. I think we can have this discussion. Do you think that that whole thing and everything was him trying to get fired so that he could go take that USC job? Um, yes and no, I would say yes. <laughs> yes. Because I feel like he misses, misses the college level. I understand that he's probably getting a lot of heat in the Jaguar system right now, especially from, you know, the owner, mm-hmm. um, all the guys around him. He just doesn't have the coaching play style that you need for the NFL level. I mean, you have Pete Carroll coming in as, as a college, a previous college head coach that did great, but he's better at the NFL level. Like he knows how to come into a system and change it in a perspective that the NFL needs. Um, I don't think Urban Meyer has that that skill level, and I don't think he's ready to be an NFL head coach. So, yeah. So I do believe that he he's. I I don't want to say that he's trying to he's trying to bomb his job because not a lot of people are going to be willing to do that. But at the same time, like he might be. We're talking about Urban Meyer because he made a questionable fourth and two call. Uh, instead of kicking a field goal to extend the lead, went for it on fourth and two. But not only did he go for it on fourth and two, he ran the ball into the line, like yeah, <laughs> like directly into the line. Yeah, he. Uh, I I don't really know how to explain him, but he's like, um. Never mind. He's like, yeah, the one character. <laughs> he's like the one character from Seinfeld uh, that 
does everything he can, like just to try and get fired. Um, George. George, yeah, he just he, he's doing George. he's doing everything he can to just be like, all right, you can fire me now. All right, you can fire me now, and then and he just keeps getting pushed like, along. Like, yeah, it's okay yeah, to keep going. Oh, here's the promotion. Maybe maybe he belongs at USC. I, I mean, he does. <laughs> he I mean. I'm not gonna lie. The first time when that quote came out that he that he said to uh, whatever coach that was that it's like playing Alabama every week, I was like, he wants nothing more than to go sit in the Pac-12 with all the rest of the shitty Pac-12 team and teams and dominate them with all the five stars from California. Yeah, that's all he wants to do. He literally. And, that's the only re- that's the only reason that USC pops onto the rankings uh, every now and then again. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean. Yeah. And. He, he he also then just gets to be a celebrity in Los Angeles because that's kind of what Pete Carroll was. See, I think the USC job you kind of have to be open to being a celebrity because that's what you are. Um, so then things like when you're shoving your girl, uh, your fingers up a you know twenty two year old girl's ass um, on camera yeah. at your own bar, just be like, hey. And that brings ben me Affleck up. Did it. Ben that brings did me it. up. That brings me up to Josh Rosen. Uh, wait, <laughs> he played for USC, right? No, that was Sam- UCLA. UCLA. Yeah, UCLA. Those yeah, guys in the Pac-12, Josh Rosen, he's another guy that was extremely hyped up and drafted in the top 10 because he's playing shitty opponents and he knew how to play the, go- the, the, the college play style. Comes into the NFL, has no clue what the fuck to do. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> I also remember the, the, the knocks on uh, Josh Rosen were – He's actually like too smart to play football. And then the other one was uh, uh, he had a hot tub in his dorm room. So, <laughs> I don't blame him. I, I mean, both I of those do, things, but... both of those things have a hundred percent in on. Right? <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, yeah. I'm not even, how are you too smart to play football? You're not. No, that was the joke. Cause <laughs> he's not. Yeah. I, I don't get it, bro. Uh like I said, I, I've asked Asher, I've asked Tom this a couple of times. I think there's a point if like if Trevor Lawrence like next year or the year after that, it's still going like this bad. It would not shock me if he just walks away from football. Like, he doesn't seem like the guy that's totally invested in it. So I said this last year, and this was a, an extremely hot take by me. Um, I commented on a post about Trevor Lawrence and then reposted it to uh, the tab fantasy discussions. I think Trevor Lawrence has an extremely sluggish game. And I think he had the system that he needed in Clemson to succeed with that kind of play style. But I think he's extremely sluggish. I don't think he he has the abilities to be a great NFL quarterback. And uh, everyone kind of ripped on me. But look what he's doing now. He's playing the exact same play style and it's not working out. And uh, let's be honest. I mean, Urban Meyer is not helping him whatsoever. Um, no. Yeah, but no, Trevor I, Lawrence, he just he's, he looks sluggish. That's the thing. He just looks sluggish. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Um, and maybe it's because he doesn't believe in his coach as much as he believed in Dabo. I mean, dude, let's not talk about Dabo right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Justin will never will. So <laughs> <laughs> they're so goddamn bad, and I love every second of it. Um, all right, well, let's uh, let's uh, get into our uh, sit, start, sleep. Um, maybe a question start flowing in. I'll, 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 I'll get some questions. Um, and then I did go three, or I did, yeah, I did go three and one yesterday. I have some NFL picks to give out at the end here. Um, they should be winners. I'm only doing, I think, four this week. Decided to lower, lower the stakes a little bit. Um, after two weeks of just getting 
castrated. Um, so that's awesome. All right. Uh, I apologize. First off, I want to say this. I apologize to anybody that uh, went with my picks last week. My picks did not go well. <laughs> about this. My picks did not go well. Justin Herbert, sit him. Best yeah. game of the season. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Oh, my, my, and, I, and I went Kenneth Gainwell, start him. He had like one point. <laughs> and he had one point on Thursday too. <laughs> the worst, the worst, the worst thing I did was that my sleeper tight end and my stardom tight end were both Browns, Austin Hooper and Harrison Bryant. And I didn't say anything about David Njoku who ended up having a hundred and like seventy yards receiving, but on six catches off that one play. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean Well, it, thank God Leonard Fournette kind of saved my ass because he's had great great games the past two weeks. And I just have no credit. I, I have no credibility on my sit start sleeps anymore. And then, you know what? That's fine. I know that's fine. This is so. This is the. This is this was the first week this season that I've actually been so off. Like I. Yeah, I think everyone's like that. Week. It was a weird week. Yeah, it was a super weird week last week. We had guys that were wide receiver fives making two touchdown games. Like what? Yeah, Chris Moore, bro. Chris Moore going for two touchdowns on the uh, Texans. Yeah, like 170 yeah. yards. I have yeah. never heard that man's name. Apparently, he played in the league before. But hey, Chris Moore. So he actually uh, reenacted the Minneapolis miracle that Stephon Diggs did against the uh, the Saints. Right. He had a great um, sideline catch, jumped for the ball, and looked up the field, stayed in bounds, didn't go out of bounds, and made a touchdown. It was great. All right. Um. So let's start with our uh, sit. Like, right, let's start with our stidum at uh, quarterback. We'll just go around the room. Quarterback. I think we should start with Sidham. I think that's more important. Sidham. We're going to start with Sidham, huh? All right, fine. We'll start with Stardom. Jesus Christ. You guys are okay. You know what? Time to go. You always start with You always start with the start. No, you got to start with Sidham because then you know. <laughs> just go, Tom. Just go. Am I doing my sit or my start? I really start. don't care. Start. 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 Okay. I have Taylor Heineke as my starter versus Kansas City this week. Um, Kansas City's D is very weak. <laughs> Sleeper uh, pick. Uh, well, Kansas City is giving up the second most fantasy points uh, to opposing quarterbacks. And Taylor Heineke's been QB 12, 9, and 5 the past three weeks. Uh, so I, I really – I think he's about to pop off this week with Kansas like City – or against Kansas City, I should say. All right. Uh, Asher? Um, so my starter this week is um, not going to be a sleeper pick like uh, Tom just gave us, but – I'm going with Justin Herbert. He's a clear starter this week. The man went off against the Browns last week. And this is going to be any game like I expect it to be. Justin Herbert is going to have a hell of a game with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen in that offense. Uh, likewise with you, Asher, I'm going with Lamar versus the Chargers. Uh, he probably had his best – was that his best fantasy day ever last Monday? I don't want to say maybe ever, but definitely top five ever. Yeah, so he, he's hot, and that Charger defense got torn up by, I mean, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunter good, but even Baker Mayfield looks pretty good. So, um, yeah, uh, he's going to have a big game. Um, all right, uh, Ashley, we'll start with you running back. Running back. Uh, my starter running back this week – hold on. I have it all written in my notes. I, I just have a giant whiteboard. <laughs> yeah, sorry. 
All right. So my starter, my starter running back this week is going to be uh, Austin Eckler against uh, Chargers. Chargers. No, listen. I, I'm I'm telling you, this game is is going to be crazy. Um, I know I called the Chargers Browns game last week a low scoring game, and they proved me wrong. So I'm not going to make that mistake again. I feel like this is going to be a high scoring game with Baltimore and the Los Angeles Chargers, and I feel like Austin Eckler is going to be that check down back that Justin Herbert's looking for. All right. Uh, with that, Justin, do you want to go or do you want me to go? Uh, you can go. All right. I'm probably going to get yelled at again for my pick, but I'm going with Khalil Herbert versus, versus Green Bay this week. Um, obviously, we talked about Damian Williams getting uh, put on the COVID list, and we saw Khalil Herbert last week take the majority of the snaps. I, I forget the snap percentage exactly, but I want to say it was like 60-40 as is. He's a solid uh, PPR option, but he also has, has some game on the ground. Uh, so there's just a ton of opportunity there. I don't really see them going with many more running backs behind him. So uh, man, this, for this, sheer volume. <laughs> this man's going to come in with the sleeper picks be like Aaron Jones, Lamar Jackson. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, man. The startups are sleepers, is what I'm saying. I don't know. If they pop off, then they're stardoms. <laughs> I always look at so I always look at sleepers as guys that people think like are gonna do bad, and then I really think they're gonna do good. Startups like are it. like people think that they're gonna do good, and I think they're gonna do good. And situms, people so think they're gonna do bad, I'm gonna do bad. Your so. sleepers are more of dark horses than yeah. That's for at least for me, that's how I set mine up. Fair enough. Whatever. Um, <laughs> Justin doesn't agree. <laughs> yes, whatever. Um, uh, mine's pretty easy. Uh, Kareem Hunt, like I said, the Browns are still going to run the run the ball, and they're going to run the ball a lot. Um, and Kareem Hunt's going to get the majority of those carries. And uh, he's by far the best running back out of the backfield catching the ball on the Browns team. Um, so he's obviously going to be involved in the passing game. If Kareem Hunt has a big game, the Browns can win. If he doesn't, the Browns can't win. So um, that's kind of how I see it. Uh, all right, um, wide receivers. Um, mm -hmm. How about – Asher, you can go ahead and start. Wide receivers. All right. So my stardom this week is going to be Terry McLaurin against KC. I understand that he hasn't – I mean, he's – in my opinion, between him and uh, TD Lockett, they're the best trackers in the league. And mm -hmm. I feel like against KC, they're going to need to pass the ball quite a bit. So Taylor Heineke needs to get on his game against KC because uh, Patrick Mahomes is going to run that scoreboard up. So Terry McLaurin needs to be there for him. And he's going to start it. Start it. All right. I feel Love that. The Love the pick. Tommy. Tom. I am going with Michael Pittman versus Houston. He had a good uh, week last week. He had a really solid week last week. But more importantly – Houston to number one receivers, and by number one, I mean the leading receiver on each team. They gave up – actually, I, I shouldn't even say number one on each team. They gave up 114 yards to Stephon Diggs, 74 yards to Emmanuel Sanders, 126 yards to DJ Moore, 86 to DJ Chark, and 77 to Marvin Jones. And some of those teams that those guys play on are not very good football teams. So with the, with the Colts having one of the worst – breakdowns and collapses 
I've seen in a really long time on Monday Night Football to the Ravens. I think they're going to try and get the lead early and hold on to it versus Houston. Uh, so I, I, I love Michael Pittman uh, this week versus Houston. Okay. I feel that. I feel that. Um, all right. Uh, so I'm going to go with Keenan Allen. Um, this is kind of a wish washy thing um, right now. Um, it's not wish washy. I mean, it's either going to be Keenan Allen or Mike Williams. So I'm going to go with Keenan Allen because Mike Williams is playing really, really well recently. Um, but I think that means that the Ravens are going to stick Marlon Humphrey on him uh, the entire game. So I do think Keenan Allen will then uh, benefit from that. Um, once again, I could be wrong and they could put Humphrey on Keenan Allen, but I, I just think by the way Mike Williams has been scoring touchdowns and game-breaking plays, I think they'll probably have um, Humphrey shadow him most of the game. So I would think uh, Keenan Allen would benefit a lot off of that. That's an extremely hot take, and I like that. Uh, they should stick Marlon Humphrey on Mike Williams, but at the same time, I mean, wide receiver one to cornerback one. You're going to have mm-hmm. to stick Marlon Humphrey on Keenan Allen. Um, I know Keenan Allen has been has been hushed. He's been quiet. Um, but at the same time, he's still the wide receiver one. He's still the most dangerous wide receiver on that field. So I, I still feel like Marlon Humphrey is probably going to be sticking to Keenan Allen. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to go ahead and start with the tight end so no one takes my pick. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm going to go with Mark Andrews of the uh, Baltimore versus the uh, Chargers defense. Like I said, he's the best receiver on Baltimore's team. It seems like, uh, even though we saw it last week, and I don't really trust John Harbaugh necessarily, it seems like they're opening the playbook up a little bit more for Mar- or for Lamar Jackson, um, which means they trust him more. So um, I think Mark Andrews has a really big game. I, I also agree with Asher. I think this is – I think this is going to be an awesome game. I think it's going to be so cool. I think it's going to be awesome. I think it's going to come down to the fourth quarter. That last possession, probably, it's going to be a very good game. So I definitely recommend watching it. Uh, but I do think Mark – I think it's going to be an offensive just shootout again. So um, I like Mark Andrews. Uh, who are, uh, Asher, go ahead. All right, so my starter tight end, uh, same as last week, I'm going Dawson Knox. Dawson Knox has proved that he is uh, – Viable red zone target. Josh Allen loves him. He made great plays last week. And Dawson Knox is just, he's a playmaker. He's yeah. a great tight end. He's he, he gets up for the ball and he does something with the ball after the catch. His yak is, is crazy, especially after last week. I think Dawson Knox is stall, uh, a solid pick this week. Yeah. And he, he's exactly what they needed to take them, to possibly take them over the top. Absolutely. Yeah. Dawson Knox is, he, he stepped up. He definitely stepped up the tight end, the receiving core. Man, that's a, that's a dangerous offense with Josh Allen. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tom. Uh, I'm going with a guy who did not have the best week last week, was saved by a touchdown. I'm going with Tyler Higby versus the Giants. Uh, we were talking about how Stafford likes to get the ball to cup and the chemistry. Stafford has also always been a guy that shares the ball around and knows how to get into the tight ends. Higby currently playing at uh, tight end 15 is underperformed, I think, a little bit due to some injuries mid-games, uh, and specifically in two. But uh, he did connect for a touchdown last week versus Seattle on one of his two catches for 14 yards. Like I said, very uninspiring game. But the Giants 
the past couple of weeks, um, and I have it pulled up here, they've given up six catches for 79 yards to Dalton Schultz versus the Cowboys, five catches for 45 yards to Logan Thomas, and six catches for 62 yards for uh, against Noah Fant. They're susceptible to giving up targets and, and specifically catches to these tight ends, and I think that Tyler Higby has the ability to, to – get away a little bit and potentially break one for a touchdown, especially deep in the red zone. So I'm going with Tyler Higby this week versus the Giants. Okay. Um, um, I, I, I'm really interested to see who your sleepers are. <laughs> After your whole stardom, I'm interested to see who your sleepers are. They're sleepers, man. <laughs> All right, so I guess what goes next, guys? Because clearly I don't know. So which one goes next? We're going we're going to sit them, right? Okay. You guys said it. Yeah. Um, the Rams defense needs to be started. Okay, well you can you can put that in there. <laughs> I guess I'm gonna go with Colts defense as the starter. I, I I went with Carolina. So Carolina, I hate to hear that. Sorry. <laughs> hey hey that. hey! I, I've told you actually that I'm not the most like analytical fantasy football <laughs> guy. I got to tell you, this morning I got into the team rankings versus the pass and the rush. I'm on my A game today. Uh, Carolina is good against the pass, so that they are, I guess they're they're number they're number one for total yards given up. uh, Total passing yards given up. Um, But yes, uh, let's go to our sitems. I'll start with you, Asher. Ooh, really? All right. Well, my sitem this week is obviously Daniel Jones. Um, A lot of you probably see him in the waivers uh this is not the week to pick him up he's going against the rams defense with jalen ramsey i understand that some of these offenses have done something to the rams like kyler murray but i feel like the 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 play calling for the giants is completely different and i don't think they have the, the the necessities or the requirements to beat the Rams. So I think Daniel Jones is not going to have a great game. And I think uh, Daniel Jones is a sit this week. 100% agree. Uh, Tom, go ahead. Uh, I tipped my hand before. I'm going with Derek Carr versus Denver. Uh, we, we had a lot go on over this past week uh, in between games with the Raiders. Uh, without getting too much into that, I think that's going to cause a little disconnect with the new head coach and the team um, Carr is going to be the one most affected by it simply because of his relationship that he had with Gruden. Um, but alternatively as uh, I should say as well, uh, Denver's pass rush has been lethal this year. They get through the line, no matter how good it is, which I don't think the Raiders our Raiders line is that good. Um, so I just, I think everything is lined up for Carr to fail today. Uh, okay, I feel you. Uh, my sitting quarterback, uh, sorry, Asher. Uh, once again, I told you I got into the team rankings. I told you I got to the team rankings this weekend. So uh, I'm sitting Kirk, Here Cousins, we go. Kirk against, Cousins against the number one pass defense in the NFL. Uh, CJ Henderson's not playing, which actually I think is actually good because I think CJ Henderson sucks. Um, He's terrible. And, and I, I don't know if Gilmore's playing. He's not inactive, but he's not playing. Okay. I, I don't um, think so. I think I think yeah, he's I still technically it. on the IR for one more week. Or so. Yeah, I don't think, I think he's eligible this week. 
Yeah. Gotcha. Well, uh, either way, I think Carolina has a good pass defense. I think Carolina has a good overall defense. I think people thought that – I mean, Sam Darnold has played very well from what people thought they were. Their that defense, defense is also – yeah, that defense has also been very, very solid. I mean, those guys up front, um, they get pressure on the quarterback. Guys like Derek Brown uh, and Brian Burns is having a good season as well. So, um, Kirk Cousins, uh, I mean, me and Tom, we've talked about it. We, For whatever reason, Kirk Cousins is very good in fantasy, but I hate him. Um, but he gets the job. He gets the <laughs> I job. I hate him. I hate him. <laughs> I hate Kirk Cousins. I hate Kirk Cousins. Every, every, week, every, week, every <laughs> Sunday I go into it, I'm like, Kirk Cousins, this is the, this is the week he falls off. He has 350 passing yards and four TDs. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and all of it came in the fourth quarter because yeah. why not? <laughs> I'm also, I, hope, I hope he proves you wrong. I hope he proves you wrong. I'm also going to say just the added bonus to saying Kirk Cousins is uh, – I know you said it earlier, Asher, but Delvin Cook is back, uh, so they're probably going to run the ball. A lot. Yes, more than they would have with Madison. So and they well, they know what Madison could do. The man still had what like twenty touches. They're yeah, gonna I think go he had like thirty forth. fantasy points last year. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna go with Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison. Madison's gonna see a lot of game time this game. Yeah. All right. Um. All right. Everyone got their quarterback. Uh, running backs. Um. Tom, go oh, ahead. Oh. oh. Okay. Sorry, I <laughs> you went first for all of them. Um, I, should have you guys, I should have you guys buzz in like Jeopardy. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I am going with a guy who I have had in all three of the categories so far this year. Uh, I've mentioned his name every show. Damon Harris this week is so uninspiring to me versus the Cowboys. The Cowboys have held every single running back that they have faced to under 57 yards. Um, and his, his touches as a running back have started to go down. Uh, he's just not getting a ton of carries. He gets some PPR points here and there. He gets some touches out of the backfield like that. But they still got uh, James White, don't they? No, he's he's hurt. James White is hurt. Yeah, he's been hurt for like two, three weeks now. I don't know if Damon Harris is the sit then. Well, he has not been performing well with with uh, White out. He's been barely getting by with like nine points, I think, over the past three weeks. Fair uh, average. So he he's not getting the 100-yard games that we saw the first two weeks of the season on the ground. Um, his PPR targets come here or there because they also run um, Ramondre Stevenson, and I forget the other guy's name off the top of my head, but Damon Harris has not been performing up to expectations with James Whiteout, and I don't think it continues here versus the Dallas defense. Yeah, been Ramondre, very Stevenson. Ramondre Stevenson has proven that he's he's ready for the NFL level. Um the rookie coming in, he's he's done great things with the Patriots so far. All right, uh, Asher. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Josh Jacobs. Um, he is shaken up this week. He's he's battled injuries this season. Um, between him and Kenyon Drake, they have two running back ones. I understand Kenyon Drake isn't anything special. Don't get me wrong. I don't think I don't think he's anything special. But at the same time, he is still sort of considered a running back one in any other system. So. Um, I don't think Jacob sees the volume this week, uh, considering he's still a little bit shaken up. He was shaken up coming into the game. Um, and yeah, I don't, I don't think he's, uh, he's a worthy start this week. I feel that. I feel that. Um, all right. Uh, my sit at running back is going to be James Connor, uh, versus the Browns. The Browns are actually second best in the NFL in rush defense. 
Um, and he usually gets the ball around the goal line more than anything. Um, and now with the news Chase Edmonds is playing, he's not going to get the bulk of the carries. Um, they'll probably split it more evenly. And like I said, I think the Browns uh, rush or their running defense is very good. Um, they can't stop the pass for shit, but that's okay. Um, so I, I would sit down James Conner this weekend. I actually love that pick. He was actually a guy that I was considering for mine. I love that pick. All right. Um, Asher, you're up. Receiver. Receiver, huh? Um, all right. So I'm going to go with uh, not a not a popular pick this week, but I'm going to go with A.J. Brown uh, for Tennessee. I understand that A.J. Brown is usually a must-start in most uh, most teams, most systems, but he really hasn't shown me much this year. And going against a Buffalo Bills defense where they're definitely going to put their, their defensive back one on them, on him especially. Um, I don't, I don't see a lot coming out of AJ Brown this week. Uh, so I'm, I'm sitting AJ Brown, not a, not an easy sit, but I'm sitting him. Again, some of us don't have the, the option sometimes yeah. to sit AJ Brown, which is unfortunate. Oh, that's fair. But uh, definitely for daily fantasy. Did he shank that? I oh, know he got it. Okay. He barely <laughs> got that. that I know. Really I thought he shanked it. <laughs> that was really close. Urban Meyer's like, oh, thank God. Yeah, for real. <laughs> that, that, that ball went like five different ways, that kick. Uh, um, Justin, am I up or are you up? You're up. Okay. I am going, and, and this is a guy, it, it sounds bad to say sit him. Like, even if I had some other rookie that I would be throwing out there, I would, I would sit him for the rookie. I'm sitting Allen Robinson until further notice. I mean, he's just yeah. – I don't have him in any leagues, but Alan Yeah, Robinson, we do. Don't we have him in one of ours? No. Did you trade we, him? We don't have him in ours. You might have him in one of yours. Uh, I think we have him. I don't think we have him. Okay, go ahead. Um, You're probably I said, right. I, I, I sit away from Allen Robinson this year. I, I just have not liked anything about it. I mean, Fields is not looking for him the way Trubisky looked for him. If you look over the past four years, Allen Robinson has had 150 or more targets every single year. Do you know how many targets he's on pace for this year? I don't know. I don't. 99, which is wow. a huge drop-off for someone who's considered one of the better tight ends and, or excuse me, wide receivers in the league. What did he get and last year? He had, uh, I think he had 150. I can look it up real quick. Um, I know he broke 150 because the stat that I found said that uh, he had over 150 for the past four years. Um, you have him in in, uh, in the Johnny Manziel league, Justin, but I do not have him. <laughs> Bummer. Okay. Bummer. Um, make some real smart moves with that one then. Yeah, so last year he had 151. 2019 he had 154. 2018, he didn't play every game. Uh, 2017 was obviously the year that he was very, very injured. But then the two years before that, he had 151 again uh, for 2016-2015. So this is a guy who is used to getting a huge target share, and he's now on pace for less than 100 targets. All and right. Um, I'm just I, – I, I especially hate him for a screen bay. Justin Fields is not performing like I, I I thought he would. Like he's not passing the ball, and uh, Nagy needs to get off the play calling. 
He needs he yeah. cannot be play calling anymore. I definitely don't think Nagy's doing him any favors, but I don't think Justin Fields has looked very. I mean, and it with he doesn't have any talent around him other than Allen Robinson, who. No, whatever. he definitely he has talent around him. He just. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think he's performing the way he does. I mean, you have fucking Darnell Mooney, who's a great wide receiver. You it, have Allen Robinson. You have a great tight end, Cole uh, Komet. Cole Komet. Yep. Um, you have all-star running backs in not only David Montgomery. I know he's out. Damian Williams, he's out too. But you got Khalil Herbert as your running back three. That man is a beast. He's, yeah, he's a um, great checkdown running back. He has talent around him. He just needs the right play color. They should be getting um, what's his name back. Pretty soon, the, the short guy, Tariq Cohen. Tariq Cohen. He should be coming back pretty soon. Yeah. No, he definitely has talent around him. He just needs a better play caller. All right. Um. Who was I going to say? Um. What are we on? Running or wide receiver? Yes. Sorry, sorry, it's got a text. Um, okay. You're good. You're good. Uh, uh, CD Lamb versus the New Orleans secondary, and this is also kind of like Tom's. I'm sitting CD Lamb for the 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 foreseeable future. Um, he just hasn't looked that great. He hasn't looked that great. He's not. Yeah. What? No, that's a bold pick, and I love it. That's great. It's it just he he was supposed to be the main guy or the main guy opposite Amari Cooper. Um, he just hasn't lived up to expectations yet. I'm not like giving up on him, um, yeah. but he just hasn't lived up to expectations yet. He has a lot of drops, um, and it seems like more and more every week, Dallas is shifting back into more of a running team, uh, like when they used to feed Zeke a lot, a lot. And now that they have two viable running backs, I think they would like to run the ball kind of like the Browns do um, with like you know 60-40 run pass option. And uh, Amari Cooper is very good, um, so he's going to need to get his balls. And then I think it's just we've seen it this year. Uh, I mean, if anything, uh, I mean, CeeDee Lamb has been more like Jamar Chase when Jamar Chase was in the preseason. He just drops a ton of passes right now. So, um, yeah, right now and probably for next week and the week after that, I, I'm not playing CeeDee Lamb. Um, yeah. All right. Um, all right. Cool. Uh, tight ends. Uh, Asher. All right, so my tight end sit this week um, is going to be Tyler Conklin for the Minnesota Vikings. I know a lot. He was he was a waiver target for a lot of people uh, the past couple of weeks, especially with Irv Smith coming down. What was it before even before week one? Mm-hmm. Um, Tyler Conklin seemed like the go to for the Minnesota Vikings. He's been great, but at the same time, he's facing a tough linebacking core in the Carolina Panthers with Luke Keekley. Uh, you got a lot of you got a you got a lot of linebackers um, that are great in that system, and Tyler Conklin. I'm not sure he's going to be able to find room in that defense. I I feel like he's not going to be able to find that hole that he usually finds. Uh, Carolina has a great defense. They're good against tight ends. They're good against wide receivers. Um, it's going to be more of a running game for the Minnesota Vikings, and Tyler Conklin is a sit for me. I like that. Conklin disappointed me last week. I'm not gonna lie. Very. I thought he could have had a big game, and he just didn't. Yeah. Um. I am going to go with one Robert Tunyon for Chicago. Um. My man has had four or less targets in four out of the five games this year. Uh, I said at the beginning of the season I thought he was going to be the biggest bust 
uh, out of tight ends when we did that show with Justin. Um, he had, I think, what was it last year? Like 10 or 12 or 14 touchdown receptions that just was not sustainable year to year, week to week. Uh, he's proving my point right in the fact that, like I said, four or less targets in each of, of the – or four out of the five games this week or this year. Um, yeah. He's a guy I, I'm quitting. I'm dropping him in all formats. He's tight end 32. So if he's still your starting tight end, man. No, I wouldn't drop. I wouldn't drop him quite yet. Um, I know he had a late start of the season last year too. Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers might have to look to him more as the season goes on. So I wouldn't drop him quite yet. But yes, I would sit him for the foreseeable future until uh, he proves something of himself. I am dropping him personally. Fair enough. I'm picking him up in every league that has him on waivers. Ooh, wow. Some <laughs> yeah. bold, some bold stuff going on here. All no, right. I like, I like Tanya and he's a, he's a late bloomer in the season. I guarantee Aaron Rodgers. The teams are going to start figuring out their offense and he's going to need to look to Tanya soon. Yeah, I feel that. Um, this is more of just an underwhelming overall. So far, and we kind of, I think I'll guess that a little bit going into the season with how weird their signings were. Um, I'm going to go with Hunter Henry. Um, they signed him and John New Smith or Gerald Everett? John New Smith. No, John New Smith. Okay, so John New Smith, they've signed, they signed both of them in the offseason, trying to, I guess, probably trying to think that both of them may be able to make uh, equal Gronk at some point, but they've been disappointing all year um i don't think they're opening the playbook fully for mac jones yet which is completely fine um but uh once again it's another for the foreseeable future until you start seeing a new england tight ends have big games again i just don't see the point in playing them because they're going to try and run the ball play defense and have mac jones manage the game um all right and then oh we do our sit defenses uh quickly the browns washington they might give up 7,000 points this week. <laughs> 7,000 points, Jesus Christ. That's I'd like lot. to see a 100 touchdown game. <laughs> so I'm actually going to go with the Chicago Bears as my set of defense. It's a good one. Uh, going against Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. That's a lethal duo. Uh, Aaron Jones in that backfield. It's going to be a tough game for the Chicago Bears. All right. I, go ahead, I, Tom. I went with Washington uh, versus Kansas City. Obviously, we've talked about how how bad they've been this year, but most importantly, we've talked about, and especially last week, we talked about the formula for beating the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Washington defense just does not have it. So uh, they're going to probably give up a ton of points as well. I like it. I like it. All right. Um, uh, down to our sleepers. Um Asher, I'm going to go let you go first uh, just because I think I have the same answer as you, so this will be both of ours. Um, go ahead, Asher. I don't, I don't think you do. I think um, I do. No, I'm going to go with Taylor Heineke. Yeah, I think uh, you did. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go Taylor I saw Heineke. you mention it earlier, and that's why I flicked you off. Yeah, yeah fair enough. I'm going with Taylor Heineke. I know that was uh, Tom's stardom, but this is my sleeper, uh, considering he is not the guy that you usually would think would be a stardom. Uh, Taylor Heineke, he's going to have to do a lot of uh, a lot of passing in this game, especially keeping up with the Kansas City offense, the high power offense that Kansas Kansas City has. Taylor Heineke is going to definitely have to do a, a lot of work in the air, and um, that that comes to points, that produces points. So I'm going Taylor Heineke. 
I feel that. Uh, Tom. Obviously, I love everything about Taylor Heineke. Made him my starter for a reason. Uh, my sleeper, a guy everyone's assuming is going to do poorly. I'm going with Mac Jones. Uh, I talked about how Damian Harris is going to have a very down week versus Dallas defense. Uh, like I said, he, uh, the defense is giving up 57 or fewer yards to running backs, but they are 28 ranked in the in the past defense for fantasy football. Uh, they struggle in the secondary, obviously not extremely with Trayvon Diggs uh, turning the ball over left and right. Uh, while I think Mac will throw a pick or two his way, um, I, Dallas gives up a ton of yards and gives up a lot of red zone opportunities. So I'm going with Mac Jones versus Dallas as my sleeper this week. Um, okay. Uh, I had the same one as Asher, but I'm also going to throw another name out there. Um, and this is just more of the what's probably going on behind the scenes in Vegas and that they're, it's just going to be a bad day for them. Um, Teddy Bridgewater could have a pretty good game against that team. Um, like I said, they, they're, they're running under interim coach. Uh, I mean, the defense coordinator is still calling the defensive plays, I assume. They haven't been that great on defense all year. And then, like I said, with everything going on, outside of football, uh, they have a lot more things to think about other than football. So um, I actually yeah. just uh, I just swapped out Taylor Heineke for Teddy Bridgewater because Russell Wilson's out on my team. Um, I just put Taylor Heineke for him. But I do like the Teddy Bridgewater play. I just think Taylor Heineke has a better game. I, I agree. I really I like the uh, Teddy B pick because the Raiders secondary has always scared me a little bit. <laughs> Um, Asher, do you want to move on to the sleeper running back? Absolutely. Um, so my sleeper running back this week is going to be Devontae Booker for the New York Giants. The reason I'm going with him, Saquon Barkley's out. Daniel Jones is not going to know what to do against a, a veteran Los Angeles Rams defense. That defense is looking scary. Um, they should be a 5-0 team. They're 4-1, and unfortunately, to the Cardinals. But they have a they have a squad. They have a defensive team behind them, um, and I feel like they're gonna have. He's gonna have to check down to Devontae Booker. And if you have him in PPR, if you were able to pick him up this week, like I know most people probably tried to, um, he's gonna be a solid play this week, and he is my sleeper. Yeah. Um, so- what time? I was gonna say he's, he's a solid solid pick if you got him. That's all I was going to add. Did you go? I did not. Okay, go ahead. Uh, My sleeper running back, I am going with Zach Moss versus Tennessee. A lot of people are benching and and saying Zach Moss is not the move this week because Tennessee currently holds the 14th-ranked run defense. But if you have watched any Bills game ever this year, you can see that, number one, they're not a rushing team. And number two, Zach Moss gets a ton of red zone opportunities out of the backfield as a receiver. Um, yeah. he, he is their goal line guy, so he has that opportunity um, when they do get inside the red zone. Um, but he is much more of a pass-catching threat out of the backfield with opportunity to get some of those yards after catch uh, some points. So I'm going with Moss, even though a lot of people are fading him against this Tennessee defense. No, I like Moss. I like Moss. Um, I don't. I don't see why anybody would try to be fading him because he's going to have a great game against Tennessee. I guarantee it. 
Yeah. That's a great sleeper pick. All right. Um, mine's going to be out there, and feel free to criticize it, um, but at least hear me out. Um, my sleeper slash, like, if you're in dire need of a running back today, this would be a very good pickup. Um, Dearness Johnson uh, for the Browns. Just hear me out. Uh, only for this week, not for next week, even if Dick Chug is out of this week, just, but just this week for sure. Last time uh, Zeke went out, uh, in, or not Zeke, uh, Nick Chubb went out, and uh, it was only Kareem Hunt and the rest of the running backs. Um, Deionis Johnson versus Dallas last year uh, had 13 carries for 95 yards and a touchdown. Um, that was alongside Kareem Hunt. So he's, like I said, if you're in dire need of a running back today, he's going to he's gonna most likely be available. Um, he's going to get, I would think, 10 to 12 touches at least, if not more. Um, like I said, I think the Browns really still just want to run the ball. Um, but, yeah, Dearness Johnson is not a bad pick. And uh, something else in there, I believe he splits returning kicks with Anthony Schwartz. So um, another way to score. I don't know. No, I like that. Um, I'd rather go Felton than Dearness Johnson, but I do like it. The only the only reason I'm not going to Felton <laughs> – yeah, Felton's a good pick as well, but Felton, I, I just don't know what they're going to do with him because I see them I see them using Felton in more of a role that they would be using Kareem Hunt in where Felton will be there for a lot of the – so PPR, yeah, he'd be really good, I think. I agree. Um, so either way, either way, those 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 uh, Cleveland Browns running backs um, with, with Nick Chubb out, they all have opportunities to have great games. Before we get on to the sleeper wideouts – it took Urban Meyer escaping wow. escaping Holy the United smokes. States to get his first win as an NFL coach. The Jaguars What was that? What was had, that? How long was that field goal? Uh like 40 something, I think. Um that Urban Meyer uh with 5 seconds left on 4th and 8 runs up a slant play. Levis Cushionall gets it gets to the first down marker calls a timeout second le- 1 second one left second on the clock. left literally 1 second puts the kicker out there rookie kicker i think it's Mike Wright is his name and hits the game winning field goal after 20 consecutive losses Jacksonville gets their first win and like I said, it took it took Grimm and Meyer escaping the United States to get his first one as a head coach. I gotta tell you, if you're a woman aged twenty to twenty-four, blonde, out at a London pub right now, you better be on the lookout for Urban Meyer. He's <laughs> coming. He is coming. All right. Uh, Ten minutes till kickoff. We can get to these sleeper wide receivers. Yes. Uh Asher hit me. Yeah, I'm going to go T. Higgins for uh, Detroit or against Detroit. Uh, T. Higgins, I think, is going to have a fantastic game with Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is going to know what to do against this Detroit uh, defense. Um, I think it's going to be a good game for T. Higgins. I like that pick. Tom? Um, I know that we talked about um, – sorry, I just got a text to myself. Um, I know we talked about Daniel Jones struggling versus the Rams defense. But I am going with uh, Shepard as my sleeper wide receiver. Um, he's, I think, is he taking over wide receiver one duties? I don't know. I know Galladay's out, but I kind of forget. I know Tony is currently hurt. I don't know if he's playing. Tony, Tony is playing, but okay. Sterling Shepard is still a wide receiver one for that team. I agree. Uh, he's a PPR magnet. 
Uh, on the year so far, he has 18 catches on 22 targets for 223 yards and a touchdown. Um, I think that with Galladay out and Tony playing hobbled a little bit, uh, Jones is going to have to look his way for especially a lot of the short yardage stuff. So I think PPR-wise, you could salvage a really solid day if you're looking for someone off the waiver wire uh, to potentially pick up and, and play as your flex. I like it. I like it. Uh, all right. Uh, for my sleeper, uh, I'm going with Brandon Cooks. I'm going with Brandon Cooks uh, against the absolutely decimated Colts secondary. Um, we see what Lamar Jackson did to them last weekend. Um, and they're, like I said, their uh, their secondary is just pretty uh, gas right now. Um, so I'm going with Brandon Cooks from Houston. Love the bounce back game for Cooks this year, this week. Love it. I do like that, yeah. Okay, all right, we're back in Wi-Fi. Good. Let's all right. Let's make these. Let's make these quick because it looks like somebody's stalling out a little bit. So let's get through these. Yeah. Um, tight end, Asher, hit me. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Ricky Seals Jones for uh, Damn it. Washington. I'm going, <laughs> I'm going Ricky Seals Jones for Washington. Uh, Taylor Heineke obviously is gonna need that tight end uh, to look to. Um, if not uh, Gibson. The running back for a checkdown. They're going to need Ricky Seals Jones against Casey. Um, they're going to. He's going to. He's so Heineke's going to see a lot of pressure this game. So he's going to need some checkdown guys. And Gibson and Seals Jones is going to be those guys. So I like Seals Jones in this game. I uh, I also went with Ricky Seals Jones here. He should Dumb. be the second option with Curtis Samuel out. I think this week. I think that's yeah. what I saw. Yeah. Um, Kansas City has been terrible versus the tight end position. They literally just gave up 117 yards and a touchdown to Dawson Knox. Uh, and Ricky Seals Jones last week had nine targets. So I, I look to him to continue the the trend. Where did Ricky Seals Jones go to college? Uh, I have no idea. Lucky I want to guess North, Toledo. North Carolina. Texas A&M. A&M, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, my sleeper should have been my sleeper last week. Whatever. Uh, David Njoku for the Browns. Um, like I said, and I think me and, me and Asher, I think we talked about it last week. At some point this year, David Njoku is going to become a tight end one on the Browns. He's too athletic. He's too big. He's too fast to not be good. He just needs to keep his consistent play up. I think he does that this week. Um, so I would definitely start him. Um, defenses, uh, I'll just start out. I don't even know who I have. I don't even know what page I'm on. Uh Sleep on the Cowboys defense. Oh, yeah, because Ben uh, – because also, yeah, definitely the Cowboys defense because Trayvon Diggs intercepts a pass every game, and um, they're also playing against Ben Roethlisberger, who's a walking corpse. Uh, Dallas has no, Dallas the Patriots. Yeah. Oh, okay, well. So you got Mac Jones, which yeah. could lead to two or three picks, so I like that. Uh, uh, Ashley, what right. you got? Yeah, I'm going to go good. with Broncos. Broncos defense against Las Vegas. Big um, Fangio is so good. I know. I know Las Vegas. A lot of people have them like high on their radar because uh, they had a good first three games. But I think the Broncos defense is fantastic. I think they have the right defense to try to make a playoff push, and I think the Broncos defense is going to do fantastic against Las Vegas. I like them. the Dem well, Broncos defense is awesome. They're always awesome. Solid. They're solid. Big Fangio is such a good defensive yeah. coach. Yeah. 
right. Um, and to close out, Asher, I am going with the Viking defense versus Carolina. Let's go! As my sleeper. <laughs> let's go! Carolina, Sam Darnold without Christian McCaffrey genuinely scares me. I think everyone knows without McCaffrey there, Panthers probably won't make the playoffs if he doesn't come back soon. So, But uh, Darnold without him very much scares me, so I'm going with Minnesota. I love so that. two quick things before we close out here. Um, so I guess I didn't tell you guys yet, um, but I'm the dumbass who in our pirate league didn't get any protections or targets in this week. So if I lose, I am probably losing Kyler Murray, which means I will not need to do this show anymore because I will completely give up this season. Um, so yeah. Um, Don't you, isn't your pirate league like stacked? Yeah, it's great, but I could lose though. I don't know. Um, then last week we picked six. We all picked six games. Um, I went two and four. Asher, you went four and two. Tommy went five and one. I got six games on the docket right now. Uh, give me winners. Um, Asher, we just lost you. Hopefully, we get you back. Um, Tom, Cleveland, Arizona. Uh, that was last. Oh no, uh, Arizona. All right. Uh, I will go with the Browns as the hometown team. Um, did we actually lose him? I think we did. Uh, we will, I could get them from him. I will text him the list that you text me. Okay. Um, uh, chargers, Baltimore, uh, chargers. I agree. Jersey. Uh, um, green Bay, Chicago, green Bay. I'm going Chicago. I think they, I think they pull, I, we said at the beginning of the year, the year that I think they would, we thought we, they would get one of them this year. I think they might get them this week. Um, Kansas city, Washington, Kansas city. Uh, I agree. Uh, Cincinnati, Detroit, Cincinnati. I'm going to Detroit. I think they get a win. That, that's the one game I'm already not confident on. Um, and then Dallas and new England, Dallas. I agree. Um, like I said, I don't have many picks to give out today. Um, I just have two against the spread today. Um, he's back, maybe. Oh, he is. Ash, are you back? No. All right. Asher forgot something over there. He's just getting used. <laughs> oh, my God. Look at that big mic. <laughs> Love it. I love it. All right, Justin, you can uh, give out your picks and get his picks. I actually have some friends that are arriving here, and I have to go let them in. All right. So best of luck to everyone. Tell Asher I said best of luck, uh, and I will catch everyone tomorrow. Um, we probably can't do tomorrow morning because I will be on the airplane, but we can definitely do a recap before the Monday night game tomorrow. What okay. are the games? Let me try to get my picks in real quick. Yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you, Asher. Tom just got to go. That's cool. Yeah. Um, Peace out, Tom. So, like I said, we did six games last week. I went two and four. You went four and two. Tom went five and one. I got six games here on the docket. Uh, Cleveland Cardinals. Uh, Cardinals. All right. Uh, Chargers, Baltimore. Hopefully a very good game. Chargers. I agree. Like it. Uh, Green Bay, Chicago. Green Bay. All right. Uh, Kansas City, Washington. Uh, Kansas City. Um, Cincinnati, Detroit. Cincinnati. Uh, Dallas, New England. Uh, Dallas. 
All right. All right. Well, that should do it for us. Asher, thank you for joining us again today, my man. Um, always welcome to come on whenever you want. I'm sure we'll hit you up at some point this week, probably right next weekend. See if you want to come on. We love having you on. Um, but like I said, everyone have a great uh, NFL Sunday. Uh, we will see you guys next week. Absolutely. Let's rock.